Blog Talk Radio. This is my show. Say what? When? Where? Why? I've been asking why my whole life, and lately, here on my uh, show, I've been asking what? (laughs) And when? (laughs) And where? So, um, this is my uh, uh, fourth part of my series on uh, prayer that works. Prayer that works every single time. And I wanted to uh, just start out with a little bit of a review uh, tonight. Um, For those of you who perhaps haven't listened to the first three shows, uh, actually I would recommend that you go back and listen to those three shows because I've sort of been building a foundation during these four weeks. Uh, I want you to get every single one of your prayers answered. I'm tired of this. Oh gosh, this God that's, this whimsical God that says yes, no, and maybe. That is a lie. That is not the truth, and it's only the truth that is going to set you free. Only the truth that works. If something isn't working for you, you don't know the truth about it. And when you find the truth about it, and this is the truth, capital T, this is the truth from the universal levels of truth, up above all principalities and powers and evil in high places. There is a pure and a perfect place, a realm, which uh, Jesus called his Father in heaven, but it's actually a realm. It's a realm where we can live. <clears throat> and in this realm, uh, all the desire, desires of our heart are able to come to pass. <clears throat> so the first um, the first prayer I discussed with you was the prayer of the intention. This is a prayer you can use for a very specific thing. Like if you, you know, want to start a business. So you would say, it is my intention to start my business today, and the name of my business is, and then you state your name. And to give you uh, another example of this, um I was at an intenders meeting. Now, (laughs) let me just stop there for a minute. Um, There is a group called the intenders. These uh, groups meet together regularly all over the world, wherever you are. There's an intenders meeting probably in your town. And the way to find out is go to www.intenders.com. 
and it gives the purpose of the intenders, it gives how they started, it gives their philosophy, and you're going to love the philosophy because there's just the only rule and regulation that they have is that we don't try, we do. We don't hope, we trust. <clears throat> uh, if we can get rid of trying and hoping, I'm just hoping and trying, it'll work. That It won't work, I can guarantee you. If you're just hoping and trying, it's not going to work. So if you um, go, if you're interested in a, in attending an intenders meeting, actually, it's what helped me get my radio show started because I went to an intenders meeting and I had to speak an intention and I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> so I thought, wow, what is wrong with me? Am I dead? And I felt my heart beat and my heart was still beating. So I thought, well, I must still be alive. So I should have an intention. An intention is a desire of the heart. And since God promises us that we can have the desires of our heart, then we just go down into our heart. See, I hadn't been in my heart for a long time. I closed my heart off. I said, no more of that. I'm not going to be used and abused and manipulated and controlled anymore. But what I didn't realize was that by closing off my heart, <laughs> I kind of was closing myself off to life. And we we can still be in our heart and not and learn how to not be used and abused and manipulated and controlled. Um, and I've learned that. Uh, I've learned the truth of that, and now I'm putting it into my life which has allowed me to open back up my heart. And if you've listened, listened to some of my other shows, I've told you some of those experiences, and I kind of encourage you to not be afraid to go into your heart. <laughs> A lot of our hearts, boy, have really been worked over, haven't they? We've been... Um, we've been... Our love has been betrayed... We've been violated. Uh, we've been disappointed. We've had expectations, and they haven't come to pass. Um, we get sometimes get to feeling like, you know, what's wrong with me? <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with us. We just need to get into uh, our heart and find our true desires. And that was why I had suggested that you go to my book, um, uh, www.mrwriteforme.com and you can uh, download the book for free. I decided to make this book free because I feel like it's a message that needs to be gotten out. out. And in that book, there's a, a hopes and dreams page. And this is where you can begin to clarify your desires and find out what it is that you really, really, truly want. A lot of times we, you know, we just don't believe that we can have what we truly want. So we settle for second best or third best or fourth best or we don't settle at all. We just do without. And we don't have to. <laughs> so let me get back to the intenders meeting. Um I finally, uh, at my intenders meeting when I went, I just sat there in shock how um, how I had so cut myself off from actually living. Uh, 
you know, Jesus talked about this uh, when he was here. He said, we're like dead men walking. He said, I see dead men walking. Yeah, we walk around, you know, and we breathe the air, and we eat food, and we play games on the computer, but we're really dead. So uh, I, uh, that's where the whole uh, truth of the zombies, that's why that's so popular, because we we uh, resonate with it. It's like, yeah, that's me. I'm just out there, a dead person, walking around. But... Uh, I'm alive now. <laughs> I've come alive! Because <laughs> I went to this intenders meeting and I realized that what I really, truly wanted to do was this radio show. And I had the I had the support of the group, and which gave me the courage to just start. You know, you just have to start. <laughs> you know, a bird doesn't know how to fly when he first it's born. Birds don't know how to build a nest. They just have to learn how to do it by doing it. We can sit around all day long and say, oh, I'm a hoping and a trying to have a radio show. Oh, you know, I just wish I had a radio show. Well, do it. <laughs> Here on Blog Talk Radio for $39 a month, you can have your own radio show and speak out your own truth. And even if you just want to rant and rave, that'd be one way to get rid of all that stuff that's in there that's keeping you actually from uh, living the perfect life that's available to all of us. I listen to some of the other shows, and <laughs> they're just ranting and raving. Well, that's fine. We all, you know, well, we live in a place where we have the the, the right to speak our whatever it is we want to say. I can sit here in my office and talk to you and say anything I want to say. And I don't have any people standing here with machine guns saying, you can't say that. I can say whatever I want. I'm so thankful I live in a country where that is true, and I don't care all about all this stuff they're talking about, how um, uh, about our privacy and this and that. You know, all we have to do is just live our lives as open books to be read of men, not do anything that we're ashamed of, not do anything that is um, against the law. I mean, we can live our lives like that. I live my life like that. You can look at anything in my life and... Um, and I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. I have, I have dealt with those things that I've done in the past, and I realized they were just experiences I had that brought me to this particular moment in my life. So, um, okay, I, I digress here. So, uh, an example of an intention, a prayer of the intention. <laughs> okay, so um, there, the first meeting that I went to, there was a chiropractor there. And he had already started his business, so he made his intention to see 15 patients a day, five days a week, from 9 to 5. So as he made this intention, and I heard him speak it out, I went to three meetings, uh, you know, <clears throat> three times, He, I heard him speak it out. Well, the third time he came, he said, I, my intention is to see 15 patients a day 
five days a week, and he took off the times because in the process of making the intention, he got an idea, and this is how it works. We start out, and then the vast hierarchy that's hearing these things then begins to feed us information and give us ideas and ways to do things that are better. So he had this new idea of having his extending his hours <clears throat> and opening like at noon one day and then being open in the evening from 5 until 9. And this just made all kinds of opportunity then for new patients to show up and all of us and suddenly he was seeing 15 patients a day and he was having to uh, readjust his life and everything else to be able to really do this you know we have an idea okay I'm going to see 15 patients a day well what's involved in that there's a lot involved in that and he had to have um, a person be at the front desk and sign these patients in and out and be able to take phone calls. Well, I need to change my appointment. I mean, you start dealing with that many people, you have a lot of scheduling and rescheduling. And then he found that he, it helped him adjust the amount of time he spent with each patient in order to give them what they truly needed. As he began to see that many people, he was exposed to a lot more uh, situations that uh, people came to him for help. So it just, I mean, he was having to run to keep up. So you got to watch out, you know, you're going to get what you say, all right? <laughs> and and so he stopped, we, he wasn't at the intenders meetings for a while, and I asked the leader, and she said, he's just so darn busy running his business that um, he, you know, it's, you run your own business, it sometimes becomes 24-7, and then that's all the time you, that's all you have time for. So he got what he wanted. <laughs> and um, I shared with you, too, how my neighbor got the job at the gate in our retirement community. She set her intention on a Wednesday at an intenders meeting to have a job at the gate working 20 hours a week. And the next day on Thursday, she went to the office where the gate guards are hired, and she was hired. <laughs> and she's just enjoying her job at the gate working 20 hours a week she took the night shift because she makes um, two dollars more an hour than if she worked during the day and she had been having a hard time sleeping at night anyway so she thought she might as well work at night and make the money so once again um uh, I suggest that if you need some help setting your intention, uh, this is a prayer that works every single time. Uh, you could just uh, go to one of the intenders meetings, or actually, uh, if you if you don't have one in your local area, there are lists and lists and lists of people that you can call, and they can help you uh, set your intention. Okay, the second uh, prayer I discussed is the prayer of the covenant. Now, this is a prayer that is taught in the Bible. Uh, Jesus said that if any two people agree as touching anything, <laughs> and this means anything, I prayed with a girl for her to be able to get a breast reduction, anything, it shall be done by my Father who is in heaven. And then I told you about who the Father in heaven is. Uh, Jesus just made it really simple by saying my Father which is in heaven because... Um, 
he was dealing, you know, when we're first learning, we're like a little child. And so we always, as a little child, you know, we look to our mom and dad to make things happen for us. So that was just a very simple, loving idea that people could understand. But actually, there is a vast multitude of celestial workers who are standing by, ready, willing, and extremely able to begin to make your prayer come to pass. And this is what Jesus meant by my Father in Heaven, because also a Father in Heaven is one who has the authority in the spiritual realms to make something happen. Now, there are many, many, many realms of spiritual authority. In Romans, uh, Paul calls these authorities the principalities and the powers. And I talked about a few of them for you that are working in the spiritual realm, some of the ones that are uh, listed in the Bible. Not everything is listed there, but a lot of them. And they keep everything running running perfectly. You know, I can, um, if I have a bride and she wants to have a beach wedding, I can go in on the Internet to a Tide um, prediction page. I can put in any date from now until 5,000 A.D. And I can know exactly where the tide is on the beach. We have really small beaches in Laguna Beach, and at high tide, a lot of times they're washed out, and I can't take a bride down there at high tide, so I have to know if it's high tide or low tide. Do you know what? Our universe runs so perfectly, they can tell me exactly where the tide is to the point oh 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 one foot. I mean, how perfect is that? So uh, these ones are uh, keeping everything running perfectly, and they're listening for your prayer so then that they can then go do what you want them to do. Just like if you were a little child and you said, Mommy, I'm hungry. Well, your mother isn't going to say, Get away from me, kid. I don't care about that. Your mother is going to say, Oh, sweetheart, come here. Come sit here at this table, and Mommy will fix you a toasted cheese sandwich and a bowl of hot tomato soup. So then uh, we discussed um, how when we speak out our prayer, uh, if we speak out our intention or we speak out uh, our prayer of the covenant, now, the prayer of the covenant is where two people pray together. So this is where you would get a friend uh, to pray with you. It can be anybody. It can be your pastor. It can be your husband, your wife, your brother, your sister, someone that you know loves you and cares about you. And then you agree together about some, whatever it is that you're going to pray about. Because whatever two of you agree, see, when that second person puts their power to your prayer with you, it makes it like a thousand times stronger. It's not just two times stronger. The Bible says it's a thousand times stronger. And that's so that's when where if you're just starting out, it's kind of helpful to have that kind of support. You know, have this person that you know cares about you and really, really wants to see you be happy, uh, that wants you to be successful in your life, let them pray with you the prayer of the covenant. And that way you've made this covenant together 
and God and Jesus says it will be done for you by his Father which is in heaven. And so you speak that out, and that's called in the Bible a decree. Because the Bible says a man shall decree a thing, and it shall come to pass. See, our words, the power is in our mouth. So the decree is really just your prayer spoken in words out loud. And then this vast hierarchy of workers takes your words and then goes, and they know how to make those words come to pass. Words create. And they take those words and they make what you have asked for. Now, let's talk a little bit more um, about these workers. Now, first of all, I've told you that God keeps no record of wrongs. Uh, this is because, this is really important if, for you to get this. See, God doesn't see anything as right or wrong. God only sees you as a human being giving God a human experience by living your life. You're living your life day to day down here on the earth. See, God has no form. You are the form. It says uh, there was no form and was void. Everything was void. And God said, let there be light. And the light happened. And from out of that life, we came, we came out of the light. We give God form. And at this point in time, we're the highest form of God on the earth. Um where the uh, where the kingdom of man is over the kingdoms of the animals and the kingdoms kingdom of the plants and the kingdom of the minerals, those uh, kingdoms came first, and resident within those kingdoms is a tremendous amount of information that we can access. But we are so far the highest form of God because we have been made in God's image. So um, there's no, but there's no record of uh, wrongs. God doesn't see anything as right or wrong. There's no record of wrongs being written down in a book that's open on Judgment Day to judge you if you're good or bad. Because there's there's nothing that's good or bad. Stuff just is. You did it. You had an experience. It's us. We judge whether it's good or bad. We say, oh, man, that wasn't good. I'm not going to do that again. And you decide. You decide. Because, see, you're made in the image of God. You have the power to decide for yourself. And so you decide if you want to do that again or if you don't want to do it again. You can chalk it up as as an experience that is wasn't pleasant, so you, you're not going to pursue that path any longer. You choose a different path. And then, uh, while all this is going on, day to day, moment to moment, there are the record keepers. There are records being kept. We've been taught wrong about this. There are records being kept. There are record keepers that just write this all down. Write everything down. Every thought you think. Every move you make. (laughs) They're watching us. (laughs) That's why that song of the police was so popular. I'll be watching you, every move you make, every step you take. I'll be watching you because 
down deep inside of us, we know that there is this vast hierarchy of workers. See, it resonates with us as truth. That's what truth is, a capital T, when you get that resonance. Okay, so you did it. You had an experience. You decide if you want to do it again or if you don't want to do it again. And the record keeper writes these things all down. Well, God is totally impartial and non-judgmental about everything. God just is the witness. And these witnesses, uh, his witness is in these record keepers that write everything down. But God has no preferences at all. God just has principles and spiritual laws which operate like gravity and sowing and reaping. I mean, you put a seed in the ground, it's going to grow and it'll... You put a corn seed in the ground, it's going to send up a stalk and have ears of corn on it. And um, if you throw an apple up in the air, and um, it's going to come back down because of the law of gravity. But, you know, these are just principles and spiritual laws. They're not good or bad. They're not right or wrong. They're, they just are. You know, like that stop sign at the corner. A stop sign isn't good or bad. It has a purpose. And if you come to that corner and it has a stop sign, you are to stop. And if you don't stop, you you might get hit by another car that is going through the intersection. Well, now, when this happens, you would judge that as bad. <laughs> but this bad only happened because you didn't stop at the stop sign. <laughs> But you wouldn't call the stop sign bad. You're going to blame it on the stop sign? No, the stop sign is just a stop sign. It's it's not a good thing or a bad thing. We just have actions that have results. And we create these actions, and these actions uh, have results. But you know what? The good thing about all of our actions are, if we didn't like the result that we got, then just change the action. Change change what you do. Because we live on an experimental planet, you know. This is such a fun place. Because this is a place where there are infinite possibilities, unlimited choices. <laughs> and our free will gives us the opportunity to make a new choice. Change our direction. Go with a different idea. Have a different thought. And create a different result. If you could just get this idea about prayer, you know, it's up to you. It's just all up to us. What we can decide, what we want, and speak it out. And then just sit back and allow the vast hierarchy of workers to get it done. Now, the record keepers are, they work with this vast hierarchy. So they're writing down all of your thoughts, all of your actions, all your wishes, all your hopes and dreams, all your needs, and everything that has ever happened in your life. Now, this book of records is talked about several different times in the Bible. Just a couple places are uh, Psalm 56, verse 8 and 9. David says, you keep count of my wanderings. (laughs) I love it. You put my tears into your records. Isn't that wonderful? 
those record keepers see every single moment of every single pain or trauma you've ever had. And they write everything all down. Another place David says, In the volume of the book it is written of me, I delight to do your will, O Lord. (laughs) And Psalm 139 says, You have scrutinized my every action. All are recorded in your book. My days are listed and determined. Now, a lot of times it's called the book of life. But so uh what do what is the current name of this? Uh um so these uh records are called the Akashic records. And each of us has our own personal Akashic records. It contains our entire stream of consciousness from our heart, our mind with all of its thoughts and emotions. And everything that is going on in your body, it registers and keeps track of everything. And then the vast hierarchy of workers who is making your prayer come to pass. They get information from these record keepers about what you like and what you don't like and what seems to work for you and what doesn't work for you. And then they use this information also to answer your prayers. So you've spoken a certain thing. You think this is what you want. Well, then the vast hierarchy of workers goes to the record keepers and they say, they, uh, she thinks this is what she wants. And the record keepers go and look in the records and they say, well, I don't know. She, um, she hasn't had a very good luck with that in the past. Oh, well, I don't, I don't want to use the word luck. There isn't anything. There isn't good luck or bad luck. There's nothing that's good or bad. It just is. Anyway, the record keepers will share with the vast hierarchy of workers, they're, uh, what they know about this. Because also the record keepers have our original divine blueprint for our life. And they know, you know what is in our highest and best good. So they'll share that with the vast hierarchy of workers. And then the workers begin to bring uh, an answer to you. You're always going to get an answer to your prayer. Always. Now, you and you alone are the only one in the human realm who can access your own personal Akashic record, unless you give permission to another person to access the records for you. But you you can go into the records yourself and see what is there. And I recommend that if you're interested in doing this, that you go on the Internet and look up Linda how h o w e she has the best course for learning how to access your akashic records uh this record is never used in any negative way against you it cannot be used to bring harm to you or to punish you because the evil in high places has no access to these records at all this record is private. It is very secure. <laughs> There's just no way to hack into your personal record. Because you, in the human realm, you and you alone are the one who, first of all, is creating the record and the only one who can go into and look at it.
that in the spiritual realm now, the workers, this vast hierarchy of celestial workers has been given tremendous testing to be put in their particular job. And the record, the record keepers are non-physical. They have never, ever lived a human life. They are spiritual beings that have been that way from the beginning. They're created perfect in the beginning. And their job as a record keeper is sacred to them. And so they can be trusted. So uh, there's this uh, wonderful cooperation and interaction between the vast hierarchy of celestial workers who are making your prayers come to pass and the spiritual record keepers who are of a high order of loyal, uh, pure. They're pure in their uh, record keeping. You know, my mother kept a diary from the time she was a teenager until she was about 35 years old. Um, (laughs) By that time, she had four kids, and apparently she felt that either she didn't have anything more to say (laughs) or she was just too busy to, to write in a diary anymore. But I have a sister and two brothers, and we have just loved reading these diaries. She wrote about all of her pregnancies, what she was thinking and dreaming about, what happened every day. Each one of us knew what she was uh, thinking as uh, she was being pregnant with us. She'd record what the price of bread was, you know, 10 cents a loaf. <laughs> I can remember my great-grandmother saying, if bread is a dollar a loaf, I know God will supply me bread. Well, who would have ever believed bread would be 3 and $4 a loaf? <laughs> she would tell what movie she had seen when they got a new car, and she always kept track of the family celebrations, you know, our birthdays, who came, and Christmas, and what she had for dinner that day. She was a wonderful cook. She loved to cook. And she made the best chocolate cake in the world. And I remember her writing one time about buying a set of books and records from a door-to-door salesman. She bought them for 50 cents down and 50 cents a week. Can you imagine? You know the salesman came every week to collect that 50 cents? Now, the books were pictures of all of the famous art from all over the world. And the records were 78s that were of all the great classical music of the world. And she wrote in her diary that she had bought these so that her children would have a strong cultural background and be familiar with all of the great art and music of our earth. What a wonderful gift of love she gave to me and to us. You know, I can remember sitting on the sofa and going through these books of art, turning the pages, and thinking how beautiful those pictures were. And then Mother would play the classical music when we had dinner. Also, I think of my Akashic records like I think of my mother's diaries. Just a loving record of everything in my life by the record keepers so that my life can be enriched and fulfilled as I speak out my prayers and my intentions. Because as I said, our Akashic records also have our perfect divine blueprint for our life and our body. 
in them. And when they uh, go to answer our prayers, the information they give to the celestial workers is from that highest and best good, from that original purpose that was for our soul. Because the Akashic Records has every single part of our soul, uh, soul's purpose, listed there. And I think I told you I access this perfect divine blueprint every night when I go to sleep at night, both for my body and for my life. I say, um, I invoke the perfect divine blueprint in every cell of my body and to continue to operate according to that perfect divine blueprint and I see myself all filled with love, wisdom, and power. Love, wisdom, and power. Love, knowingness, and bliss. Love, knowingness, and bliss. And that's the way I go to sleep every night. So you can go into your records and find out what the purpose of your soul is and how you are doing. <laughs> Just go to Linda Howe, H-O-W-E, on the Internet, and you can find out how to do it. So God wants us to have the desires of our heart. You know, a lot of us haven't had a lot of success with this. You know, we start out in life by being born to two people we call mom and dad. Sometimes we have both of these people in our life for our whole life. Some of us only have one of these people in our life on a regular basis. And these two people teach us things. Well, some of what they teach us are true and will be helpful to us. And some of these things are not true and will let us down. And then we go to school and we're taught a bunch of stuff and many of us are able to take what we've been taught and make a pretty nice life for ourselves. But many people just really aren't happy and seem to always be looking for something more. But no matter where you are in your life right this minute, you can change anything you don't like right now. You are the creator of your life, and you have all the power to create what you want right in your mouth. <laughs> you need only to speak out those desires of your heart. Speak out your hopes and your dreams. Speak out your intentions. Speak out your needs. Speak it out and create it. And then relax. <laughs> and know that there are a zillion workers out there who are going to work on your words right at the moment you speak them. You know, you might want to start wearing a recorder. Uh, Sony makes a very small, wonderful little recorder because I use it to I use it to do my show, and I use it when I'm interviewing a guest. Maybe you could just start out wearing it just for a day. And record everything that you say. And then that evening, go back and listen to what you said and write it down. See what you're creating for yourself. You could do this for a week because it might change. It might help you change some of the things that you are saying. You know, it seems to me that most people are talking about whatever is happening in the, happening in the news in the more, that day. Gosh, did you hear about that shooting up in Santa Monica? 
And out here in California, when they were looking for that ex-cop who went on the shooting rampage, it was moment-to-moment repeating media reporting with people hanging on every single word. That's all I heard every place I went. People talking about that. Well, you know, it just really isn't in our highest and best good to give so much attention to this kind of thing. Personally, I just have never understood why people like to hear about shootings or molestations or bombs bursting in the air. You know, all our news is really awful. It's just the police report reporting the acts of the most dreadful people in our society and filling our minds with all of that awful stuff is going to have repercussions in our own personal life because... Thinking about that awful stuff isn't going to let you start to fill your heart with happiness. You need to be filling your mind with imaginations about the secret desires of your heart. Just allow your mind to go into the most intense imagination about how your life would be if you actually had the deep desires of your heart in your life right this minute. What would your life be like? I used to play a game that if I won the lottery, what would I do with the money? That became a very interesting game because I said, well, I would have a house on the ocean. You know, that just set up a whole bunch of other stuff. And by the time I got finished with, you know, all the people that had to take care of the house and keep it, um, you know, weatherproofed and all that things. I had I had spent all my money just on the house. <laughs> well, okay. But just let your light let your imagination get operating again. We've been so used to just sitting in front of a TV and having stuff just fed into us and um you know, nobody reads anymore and creates the pictures in the books through their imagination. So just let your imagination go to work. Uh, I mean, Einstein discovered the theory of relativity, imagining he was riding on a ray of light. And those two guys that um, uh, discovered the DNA were, you know, just just playing with tinker toys and imagining uh, things. Uh, It's the imagination where the field of all possibilities exists. That's where it is. Anything that can be imagined can come to pass in the physical realm. You know, all those science fiction shows, you know, uh, Star Trek? Dr. McCoy's tricorder that was just a figment of, uh, uh, oh, I can't remember his name, the guy that did Star Trek's imagination. But in his imagination, he saw this machine that could just, Uh, scan the body and tell every single thing that's going on in it. Well, that machine exists today. It's called a QX. I'll talk about it in a minute. But anyway, just use your, begin to use your imagination. Shut yourself off from all this mass media network stuff and begin to use your imagination to create a world that you want to live in. You know, commercials are a terrible source of information. You know, remember now, first of all, commercials are made for companies to make money. And when you have money at the bottom of anything, it's not going to be in your highest and best good. It's to benefit someone else. 
So, and remember, the drug companies are making up new diseases every day so that they can then sell a drug to cure it. And the best example of this is COPD. You know, we never ever heard about COPD. This is an illness that has been created by the drug companies. And it's now an established illness. I mean, the doctors didn't, uh, researchers in the laboratory did not discover this disease. Researchers in the laboratory discovered a drug and then they created the disease. And even that even the commercial will say that. The drug company says, ask your doctor if COPD, uh, you know, if this drug will help your COPD and help you breathe better. Well, quality research today is now saying that drugs used to lower cholesterol are actually creating new situations chemically that are far worse. And all those procedures that doctors want you to have every year, you know, the colonoscopy, I can't even say the word, pap smears and all those things they want you to do every year, these are all designed to just keep the hospitals running in order to pay their bills. I had a bride one time, her job, she worked at Kaiser. Her job was to call every single patient listed with Kaiser all the time and sign them up to take these tests because that's what pays the bills at the hospital. And the more people she could get to sign up to take the tests, the more money she made. She was on a sliding scale. Because it, it's, you know, the hospitals have to keep doing all these tests in order to pay all the bills. And you're the victim. You're the one that's being invaded. You're the one that's being violated. That holy, pure um, place inside your body that doesn't need to have any of those foreign things entered into it. Um, uh, you know, these invasive procedures really cause more problems than they solve. You know, these um, the whole cancer story is find it sooner. And, you know, you think that's a good thing. Oh, gosh, if they could just find it sooner. Well, you know what? Eventually everybody's going to have cancer because all of us have cancer in our bodies at one time or another. So if they keep making all these ways to find it sooner, 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 pretty much everybody's going to have cancer. And you know what? That's what they want because the whole cancer treatment situation is how is the biggest money-making machine in our country, in our health system. <clears throat> so your body knows how to deal with anything that comes its way. Your body your body is taking care of cancer in your in in cells of your body all the time <clears throat> it's by invoking the divine blueprint in the akashic records the body can work from a state of perfection and keep your body running at its highest level performance possible you want just to only speak about your body in terms of it operating perfectly and thank your body for doing its job for you. I thank my body every day for operating all of the 250 
thousand programs that it is doing every single minute without my having to worry about it. And now instead of going to the doctor and having a blood test, I just have my friend run her QX machine on me (laughs) in six minutes. She can take a reading of 6,000 of the major programs of the 250,000 programs that are running at any one given time in my body and give me a reading of what's happening. And this past week, she did a reading for me, and my heart and circulatory system were running at optimum level, and my cell vitality was a 10, and normal is 6. So I was a 10. (laughs) See, so I know I'm doing okay. And this allows me to not be stressful about my health. I just relax knowing that all the cells of my body are operating according to the divine blueprint and are filled with love, wisdom, and power, love, knowingness, and bliss. And I don't have to pray to be healed. And you can get to this place in your life. You can live your life in health, not be sick, not take any drugs, Not ever have surgery. Now you can begin by praying for your healing. And as we discussed last week, healing is a process. So first of all, remember when you pray, it's always God's will to heal you. Always. The answer is yes. And the process will begin. Now when this process begins, you'll begin to get information about stuff, about anything that you might need to change in order for the healing to take place. So uh, if you've prayed for a healing, every day begin to write down anything that you see or hear that is either new information or some information you've been getting but you haven't done it yet, like lose 20 pounds. You know, if you have a knee problem, the first thing the angels might want you to do is to lose 20 pounds. Surgery is never in our highest and best good. It's always better to treat any condition holistically in cooperation with your body because your body knows exactly what to do. It might be that you simply need to start exercising. Exercising brings up the heart rate and we breathe more deeply, which begins to oxygenate our cells. And then with all that extra energy in the cell, it allows it to clear out any debris that's stuck in them. You might need to end a relationship, either with a significant other or with a tormenting friend or a needy person in your life, somebody that's just always hanging on you, taking all your energy. I had a person in my life who just seemed to love to torment me by saying things he knew would just, he knew would upset me and he would just say them just to get a rise out of me. It was his way of having fun, but it wasn't fun for me. And although I knew that he really didn't wish me any harm, still this constant nettling would cause reactions in me that would release hormones and parasympathetic chemicals that caused me to have unpleasant feelings in myself. So I just decided I didn't need this type of a one-sided relationship that was all about him 
having fun at my expense, so I ended it. Perhaps you need to make a change at your job. You know, if you're in a job that compromises your inner self in any degree, you've create you are constantly creating a conflict which is going to take its toll on you or and your health. Because you should be in 100% agreement inside of yourself, down in your heart with everything that you do. And if we are doing something that is against our own personal integrity or is outside of our own personal boundaries, we are jeopardizing our well-being at all levels. And if you've prayed for a healing, you would need to begin to take stock of any area of conflict within yourself and then take the steps that are necessary to put you in agreement inside and outside in your actions. I knew a man that was in charge of the budget for his company's uh for his company that he worked for and he knew that they were manipulating their budget figures. He knew this in order to present to the board of directors who would go to the stockholders with the report of how good the the company was doing. But it was all manipulated. And I don't think this is an uncommon thing. I think it's very common. And I just had my stockbroker tell me about a stock that um, I had have that um, where they're doing exactly this. They are manipulating their figures in order to present a certain um, success to the stockholders, and it isn't true. So I told him, sell that stock. I don't care if it is paying me 7%. I don't want to have anything to do with a company like that. Their money is evil. So sometimes it might be something as simple as taking an herb. <laughs> you know, I um, had uh, had a constant um, sinus. My sinuses were just in an uproar all the time, so I prayed about it. And then a friend told me about mullium. And I started uh, taking five drops of mullium a day in one of my bottles of water. And voila! End of all sinus troubles. It was just that simple. I mean, I am completely and totally free of all sinus stuff. But if I miss a day not taking my mullium, I wake up the next morning all stuffy with a sinus headache. So I'm faithful to get those drops of mullium every day. What's such a simple solution for me? So easy. (laughs) So healing is a process. And it has to do with our being authentic, going into our heart and listening to our heart and making our decisions from the brain that is in the heart and not the brain that is in our head, which is run by our conditioned ego. Because when we start being authentic, then we will see great changes in everything in our life. You know, this is called loving ourselves. And all of us can benefit from more love in our life. My daughter got a cold this week, 
And I said to her, what would I have done if you had had a cold when you were a little girl? She said, Mommy, you would have put me to bed with Vicks on my chest and a heating pad, and you'd have fixed me a toasted cheese sandwich and hot tomato soup, and you would tell me to try to go to sleep because nothing hurts when you are asleep. I said, that is exactly right. Now, my daughter, you are grown up. You are now in charge of your own life. So what you need to do for yourself is what I would have done for you when you were a little girl. So go home, put Vicks on your chest, get out the heating pad, fix a grilled cheese sandwich and some hot tomato soup, and go to bed and go to sleep. (laughs) This is loving yourself. So when we start loving ourselves and being more authentic, being who we really are, It's just surprising how many of our troubles are just going to disappear all by themselves. We're not going to need to pray about it. Because most things will just clear up by themselves. And then whatever is still making us unhappy, then we can begin to focus in on each thing, set our intention for changing it, or have someone pray the prayer of the covenant with us. And one at a time, step by step, Each and everything in our life will be straightened out. I'm going to take some time tonight to take some callers. Uh, Anybody who's had a prayer answered, uh, please call in and share your good news with us. Or uh, if anybody needs to have a prayer prayed for them, I will pray for you. Because I know that the answer to your prayer is yes. <laughs> and that the vast hierarchy. This is Marcianne, and um, this was a show I ran um, a while back. <clears throat> and so tonight we're not taking any callers, but I would welcome um, you sending me an email mcheek0509 at AOL. <clears throat> Uh, you can look it up at www.marcianne.com. And, um, as, and as I did say, uh, <laughs> the answer to every prayer we pray is yes. And I hope that you got a little more insight uh, this time around as to uh, how it all works. And um, so this is Marcianne. Until next time. <laughs>